only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Bloodshed. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. Say, uh, which is it? Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Is it a button? You never can tell for sure until you open your package of Kellogg's Pep and see which one of those three kinds of prizes you'll get. So, every prize is always an exciting surprise. It might be a beautiful full-color bird picture from a series of 24, each with a description on the reverse side so you can name and know any of these birds around. Or uh, it might be a model of a fighting plane, one of seven thrilling plane models in the series, all made of colored cardboard and easy to assemble. Or uh, your next pet prize might be one of Pep's 18 slick comic buttons, picturing one of your favorite comic strip characters to, to pin on your beanie cap or your jacket. And speaking of characters, you will be a mighty happy character yourself when you dig into your bowl of Kellogg's Pep. Because every spoonful of these crisp whole wheat flakes tickles your taste with its keen sunshine flavor. Every bowlful is a treat. Every dish of pep just about doubles the fun of breakfast. So get going, gang. Ask Mom for Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, and see whether the prize inside your package is a bird, a plane, or a button. And now the adventures of Superman. Joe Martin, a war hero, was mysteriously shot during a veteran's demonstration against Governor Wheeler, whom the G.I.s charged with practicing racial and religious discrimination. Big George Latimer, the state political boss, virtually accused Sam Robbins, Joe's best friend, of firing the shot. When the gun was found in Sam's house, Latimer used the pages of the scandal-mongering Metropolis Clarion to whip up public opinion against Sam and the veterans, implying they were foreigners trying to overthrow the government. Enraged, the G.I.s set out to liberate Sam from the state police jail, but were stopped by Superman. Latimer then phoned Governor Wheeler and asked him to arrange for Sam's transfer to an upstate jail. And as we continue now in Latimer's library, Lippy Williams, star reporter for the Clarion, gasps. Do you know what you've done? You've just signed Sam Robbins' death warrant, Mr. Latimer. On the contrary, Lippy. These veterans might try to storm the police jail again. And if they do, they'll be shooting. Robbins and many others may be hurt. So I think it's best to get him out of Metropolis and upstate where it'll be safe. Safe? I just finished telling you that section is a hotbed of religious prejudice. So what? So you're sending Sam Robbins into a lion's den, that's what. His life won't be worth a nickel up there. Nonsense. He'll be in a good, strong jail. Nothing can happen to him. Are you kidding? The Clarion is a big sale upstate, and those stories we've been running, calling Robbins a foreign radical and practically saying he shot Joe Martin, those stories will have those fanatical nuts up there howling for his blood. They won't let a little thing like a jail stand in their way. I think you're exaggerating, Lippy. No, I'm not. I know you're deliberately sending Sam Robbins up there to be lynched. Oh, wait a minute. You don't have to play games with me. You know that if Joe Martin recovers, and it looks like he will, he'll say Robbins didn't shoot him. Look okay. here. Then where will you be with your charges that Robbins shot Martin as part of a plot to make trouble for the governor and take over the state? And where will you be with your charges that all the vets at the mass meeting were radical? They are. They're foreigners. Nuts! Just because a man goes to a different church from yours doesn't make him a foreigner, and you know it. But you figure if you can brand them all foreigners and radicals, 
You won't have to give them state jobs. You can keep the jobs for your party ward healers. That's quite a speech, Lippy. Are you through? Not quite. You're making a big mistake, and I want to save your hide. Nice of you. No. Oh, just financially profitable. Now, look. You figure if you can get rid of Robbins, there won't be a trial to backfire in your face in the governor's. It won't come out that you framed Robbins so you could smear the G.I. Who framed Robbins? You did. You and me. Remember? You can't prove I had anything to do with it. Oh, yes, I can, if I have to. Just remember that in case you ever get any bright ideas about crossing me up. I don't like your tone, William. You mean you don't like me because I keep my eye on the scoreboard. Well, that's okay. I don't like you either. I'm in your bandwagon because it pays off and I like the feel of the green stuff in my pocket. That's why I want to save you from kicking over the apple cart. What do you mean? I mean if you send Sam Robbins upstate and something happens to him, you won't only have the Metropolis veterans on your neck, you'll have veterans all over the state after your scout. Nonsense. Nobody cares what happens to a dirty foreigner, except other foreigners. That's where you're wrong. The guys who fought in the war learned that it doesn't make any difference to a bomb what church you went to or what color your skin is. That's sentimental rubbish. Some of the boys may have felt that way during the war, but the war is over. They still feel that way. Take my word for it. You're going to make a big mistake if you go through with this scheme. Just a minute. Hello? Who? Oh, oh, yes. Yes, Briggs. The governor said what? Oh, he did arrange to send Robbins upstate, huh? To the jail at Grand City. I see. Uh-oh. Uh, tell me, Briggs. Uh, how was Robbins being transferred? By... Well, by car, huh? I think that's a very good idea. In fact, that's attention. Well, thank you for calling me, Briggs, and uh, give the governor my regards. Right. Goodbye. So you've got it all set, huh? Robbins is going to Grant City, and you found out they're taking them by car. Now, listen, Williams. Let me see. They might go out of Metropolis two or three ways, but they'll have to hit Highway 120 just below Lordville. Well, I can see there's no use my trying to argue you out of this, so I'll be toddling along. Now, wait a minute. Where are you going? To Lordville, of course. What for? I smell a story, and I'm a newspaper reporter. Remember? I don't want you to go to Lordville. Mm-hmm. You can't talk me out of it, pal. Well, I guess not. Really doesn't make any difference anyhow. I was just going to say that I, uh, I happen to have some business at Grant City. You're telling me. And I'll take you along in my car if you like. I can drop you off at Lordville. Oh, swell. Let's go. In a moment, I'll have to make a phone call first. You just wait for me in the living room. Okay, but hurry it up. Long distance, please. Uh, long distance. I want to call Lordville. Mr. Latimer. Say, some of the boys and I were just talking about you. What kind of a city do you live in, anyhow? Metropolis? What do you mean? Well, it's some city where a dirty foreigner can shoot an American boy, a veteran at that, and get away with it. Oh, you mean the Robbins case? That's what I mean. I'd like to see the dirty foreigner try anything like that around this part of the state, or even show his big nose up here. We know how to take care of scum like that. <laughs> sure if I really, Dan. Good thing the governor asked the police to put Robbins in cold storage in the jail at Grant City instead of Lordville. Grant City? What do you mean? Some of Robbins' GI prints started to storm the state police jail early this evening. The governor decided Robbins would be safer in the Grant City jail. So a couple of troopers are driving him up here tonight. Mm, they are, huh? Tonight? Yeah. They just left, as a matter of fact. But the uh, reason I called you, Dean, is the elections are getting pretty close, you know, and your district is important. I've got to know that you've got it sewed up. Well, you don't have to worry about my district, Mr. Latimer. It'll vote the way you want it to. Oh, that's fine. I 
expect to be up your way in a week or two, and I'll call you. You do that, Mr. Latimer. Well, good night, Dean. Good night. Driving him up tonight, are they? That's fine. That's just dandy. Couldn't have planned it any better myself. Hello? Mark, this is Dean Carter. Listen, you know about that Sam Robbins in Metropolis? The guy who shot the war veteran yesterday? I'll say I do. I was just reading the clarion. That Robbins is a lousy foreigner and a radical, too. That's right. Now listen. A couple of state troopers are driving Robbins up to the jail at Grant City tonight. They are? Yeah. They just left Metropolis, so they ought to come through Lordville in about an hour. Uh-huh. Now listen. I'll call Eddie and Bill, and you call Mac and Red and maybe Harry Thomas. Tell them we'll meet behind Mac's barn, where the highway detour is, in uh, half an hour. Okay? I'll say it's okay. We'll fix that rat. You bet we'll fix him. Now get busy, Mart. I'll see you in half an hour. Behind Mac's barn. <laughs> half an hour, Lord Bill's men of hate will gather in the dark to await Sam Robbins. What will happen? We'll know in a moment when we return for the startling climax of today's episode. So stand by. You know, when a fellow or girl feels like tearing into a good day of work or play, it's almost a sure bet there's a good hearty breakfast somewhere in the picture. And did I mention Kellogg's Pep? Why, Pep is such an appetite tickler that it makes you want to eat hearty. Are those crunchy whole wheat flakes terrific? Mm-mm. That sunshine flavor, that strictly pep flavor, is sure lure for your taste. You know, Kellogg's Pep is called the sunshine cereal. It's famous for crisp, golden, sunny goodness. And Pep is famous, too, for swell prizes. Yes, sir, there's a prize in every package of Pep you open. For instance, uh, your next prize may be one of 18 bright-colored comic buttons with pictures of your favorite comic strip characters to, to pin on your beanie cap or your jacket. Or, uh... You may find a colored cardboard model of a fighting plane, one of seven model planes in the series. Or uh, your next pep prize may be one of 24 full-color bird pictures with a description on the reverse side so that you'll be hep on birds. You'll be mighty keen about all three kinds of pep prizes. So ask Mom to get you Kellogg's Pep tomorrow, sure thing. As a state police car bearing two troopers and Sam Robbins roars away from the Metropolis City Jail under cover of darkness starts toward Grant City. Clark Kent is shown into the offices of Abner Brown, managing editor of the scandal-mongering Metropolis Clarion. Well, well, well. Clark Kent of the holier-than-thou Daily Planet. <laughs> Don't tell me you've been fired and came here for a job. Hardly, Mr. Brown. I'm looking for Lippy Williams. Well, I didn't know you and Lippy were pals. We're not. I just want to introduce him to a lady outside your office. What lady? Sam Robbins' mother. I think she can identify him as the man who came to her house yesterday. Why? Libby didn't cover the story at the Robbins' house? Well, maybe not, but unless I miss my guess, he came there posing as a G.I. buddy of Sam's, and when Mrs. Robbins was fixing some tea for him, he slipped upstairs and sneaked a gun into Sam's bureau. What are you talking about? What gun? The gun with which Joe Martin was shot. That means Lippy knows who shot Martin and... Sam what... Robbins shot him. Oh, no, he didn't. Despite the rotten stories you've been printing in the clarion. Somebody else shot him discredit the veterans who want jobs and to stir up racial and religious hatred. I think Lippy is working with that person. You're out of your mind, Kent. We don't do things like that at the Clarion. Oh? Lippy had nothing to do with planting a gun or any other evidence. Do you mind if I ask him? Of course not. He ought to be back here soon, and you can tell him what you just told me, and then duck. Because he's sure to take a poke at you. I'll take my chances on that. All right, better answer your phone. Thanks. Yes? Oh, yes, Inspector. What can I do for you? 
What? What's that? Holy cat. When? Where? All right. Sure, okay. Be right down. So long. What's the matter? You look upset. Yeah. We thought it upset you, too. Lippy Williams was just found on River Road with his head caved in. What? He's dead. Startled, Clark Kent stiffens in his chair. Lippy Williams, the one man he had counted on to lead him to the unknown person who shot Joe Martin, is dead. And at this moment, behind a dark barn in Lordville, almost a dozen men, guns in their hands, and ugly hate in their hearts, wait for the state police car to bring Sam Robbins within their grasp. What will happen? Don't miss tomorrow's tense episode. Be sure to tune in same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Say, gang, what makes a famous name famous? Well, Kellogg is famous, greatest name in cereals. And one reason is Kellogg's shredded wheat. Those are the plump, tender biscuits made to fit your breakfast bowl. Fifteen. Fifteen of them in every package. Each biscuit toasted just right and full up with natural nut-sweet flavor. Mom knows Kellogg shredded wheat is good for you, too. This is whole wheat. So remember Kellogg, gang. Ask Mom for Kellogg shredded wheat. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Welcome back. Well, I just continue to be uh, impressed by this serial. Uh, just some very uh, good t- uh, turns here, and um, um, particularly with the death of this reporter, definitely puts things on another uh, level. Um, for fear, you know, George Latimer definitely uh, not wanting to take a risk here. Uh, complicates job for everyone. You wonder if his newspaper will um, sort of learn a lesson here. If that's what's ahead. Um, I, al- I also uh, liked how Superman was able to persuade the angry veterans out of uh, taking action. Um, I I, th- I think that uh, y- you know, in some ways, what's become a controversy. Uh, for many over the years, has been the use of uh, American Way for Superman, the uh, exclusion or um, or the use thereof. I think um, I think that there's been a lot of different meaning um, assigned to that term. Um, I I think that that uh, part seven really captured it. The idea that in America there is, uh, on some level, this respect for uh, the rule of law and for the uh, uh, democratic uh, processes uh, that we have in place and kind of a trust in them. And that, I think, was was very well illustrated in this uh, particular episode. 
Well, we turn to listener comments, and um, um, this one is from uh, Mitchell, um, who writes, uh, Owen was listening to a 1940s a Superman radio show, and the bad guys were a hate group trying to get rid of Jews, Catholic, and Asians from America. Owen stopped and said, Whoa, what's this craziness? Are they serious? And why are they picking on us Catholics, too? Were people uh, stupid in the old days? It's a relief that my 13-year-old looks on prejudice and intolerance as an outdated, old-fashioned way of thinking. Just hope it keeps being wiped out more and more with each generation. Um, and... Uh, uh, Mitchell adds on Facebook, have to thank Adam uh, Graham for doing the Superman podcast for six years now. Well, thanks so much, and I'm glad it serves it's serving as an educational uh, moment. Um, and uh, I think America has made uh, you know, great strides on a lot of these issues. Certainly, you know, there's uh, things we can still debate over. Uh, and also, it's also, you know, it's definitely... Um, it's definitely still a problem throughout uh, much of the earth these days. So in one way, the serial has, a, even though it's uh, tied into a certain time frame, uh, even a certain timelessness about that in that regard. I received a fairly lengthy email, and I'll excerpt it. Ronnie email says, uh, My name is Ronnie, and I'm a great fan of your old-time radio podcast and their accompanying commentaries. I recently discovered your podcast and I've been working on catching up. I work overnights as a grocery stalker and I'm able to listen to my iPod all night, five nights a week. So as you can guess, I can get through quite a few shows per week. I tend to listen to an entire Superman serial each night, then top off the remaining couple of hours with your Dragnet or some old uh, radio comedies or some such. As a result, I'm well on my way through your Superman and Dragnet episodes and look forward to your detective shows. I'm dreading the day I catch up uh, on Superman, though, uh, although it will add more nostalgia value to hear them week by week, more like uh, they were intended to be heard. Then we get a couple of questions here. Um, there was a little confusion. She thought uh, He thought I said that my wife Andrea does the Western shows, um, actually, Andrew, Andrew Rines, who did a, some sound editing for us on Old Time Radio Superman and uh, continues to do on the detective show, he does a Western podcast, otrwesterns.com. She write, he writes, I also miss hearing her incredulous snorts, laugh, and flabbergasted comments in the background of the early Superman shows. I'm assuming you changed something in the way you record, because I've not heard her in a great many episodes now. She was great in entertainment, such as her incredulous reaction to the official end of the Grayson Submarine serial. Have you ever thought of having your guest comments with you sometimes, or perhaps you could comment on the other half of the episodes that you no longer do? Well, uh, she does l still listen uh, to the shows every night. She doesn't tend to have as many comments, uh, particularly on these heavier uh, episodes. Some of them she, she finds, I think, kind of troubling and uh, disturbing, um, so a little less uh, funny than uh, perhaps previously. And sometimes she's kind of multitasking. She's got a very uh, active uh, writing career and involvement, but she does continue to listen to each uh, episode as we bring them. 
And then we have this, uh, which brings me to my only complaint so far, having to listen to almost 600 of your podcasts at this time. Why the change of commentary on Superman after the episode 250? I do understand that sometimes life gets in the way, and I have uh, come to accept the new format, but I personally don't like it, and I'm still curious as to why you changed it. By doing so, you basically cut your comments to every other episode, and we miss your reaction and comments to have of the shows now. And by I mean that when your comments come at the beginning of an episode, it's mainly listener comments, emails, etc., which are always fun too, don't misunderstand me, and at the end of the next episode, you come back and comment, but you only ever comment on the second episode, virtually never on the first one. So we never uh, get to hear comments or reactions to episodes where your comments at the start. I've heard only one single exception to this. In the remake of The Mystery of the Dragon's Teeth, Part 6, you referred to both episodes in your commentary. There may have been another example, but if there is, I missed it somewhere, so I must very strongly disagree with listener Blaine, whose email you read in Talking Cat Part 12 says he much preferred the single commentary style. I just simply miss your awesome comments. Well, thanks so much. Um, uh, I, I think that we... We did take a look, because one thing is I never, despite uh, some suggestions, never want to just talk for the sake of talking. Um, and one thing that drives it, I guess, is listener comments and feedback. And you know, as we were listening, some people said commentary, commentary went on too long, and uh, there was less to comment on. You know, we're doing a 15-minute show, and doing an intro, outro, uh, on that, that sort of show is kind of uh, problematic. Plus, I think once we've gotten past the original serials, which plot-wise were a lot meatier, uh, you'd have a show that would last 15 minutes with no commercials. Now we're dealing with a show uh, in the current Superman where it'll be about 14 minutes with about 3 or 4 minutes of commercials. So there's less to comment on. And I also uh, uh, thought that i try it out this way to try and show some consideration for folks who uh, just don't like the commentary. And I kind of made a similar adjustment on uh, The Great Detectives and Dragnet, where I would backload much of my commentary to the second half of the show. So if you don't like commentary, you just hit stop when the episode's done. Now ideally, I'd say that listeners who don't like commentary should just download the episodes themselves or listen to another podcast. But shuffling around when the commentary was done, I, I think it added something. I will say that if I received this, you know, this much questions every week, I would probably... Um, you know, I would probably look at uh, expanding the amount of commentary because it's really driven by the inter uh, listener interaction. Uh, okay, well, this commentary section has run long, and I haven't even mentioned today's our 600th episode, so uh, very pleased with that. Uh, we've got another 400-plus episodes to go. Um, and I was going to share a couple of things I found out about uh, just a couple fun facts, but I will, uh, I'll save them for uh, next week as uh, George Latimer, crooked political boss, uh, continues. In the, in the meantime, send your comments to adam at adamsweb.us, rate the show on iTunes, and uh, pick up your copy of Fly Another Day.
In the meantime, from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.